This is Dr. Holly Lucille's Mindful Medicine. Here's Dr. Holly Lucille. Hey folks, thank you so much for spending part of your day with us. I am so excited about today's show. I've got an author, a very prolific author. Last year, his book, The Breakout, New York Times bestseller, The Calorie Myth, blew people away and he is back at it again. He's got a brand new book called The Set Point Diet. We're going to talk all about it. I want to introduce to you Jonathan Baylor. He is a pioneer in the field of wellness engineering and is the founder and CEO of one of the world's fastest growing permanent, let me emphasize permanent, weight loss and diabetes treatment company. His company is called Sane's Solutions. So we're going to keep it sane here today. Jonathan, welcome. Dr. Holly, thank you so much for having me and for that lovely introduction. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so um, I know because I follow you on Facebook that you have a new baby. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I mean, talk about, I, I don't even know. My wife and I waited uh, quite a while. I don't know if you have time to talk about it, but there's a story behind it. I'm 35, she's 37, and uh, so glad we waited and so glad we, we did it because, man, it's like, I don't, I, it's like learning to read in, in terms of how much it changes your view of the world. It's just like, wow, that's, everything is different now and, and better. Yeah. So it's very cool. <laughs> well, you know what? That's what happens to some people when they read a book. So let's talk about your, um, your set point diet book. Um, what inspired you to, I mean, cause last year's book, the, the, the calorie myth was amazing. I think you and I have talked about that before uh, on the air. Um, I think I've been on your podcast too, I believe, but um, I'm very familiar with your work. Tell me about this book. The biggest difference between the calorie myth and the set point diet is the point of the calorie myth in a lot of ways was to identify the problems, to shine a light on it and say, here's what's wrong and to prove that and to, and to lay that to rest. So a lot of people read it and said, great, but now what do I do? <laughs> so I understand the problem. I understand what's wrong, but what's the solution? So that's, that's what this book is about. This book is all about. We, we had over 27 people. 27, that's not very impressive, 27,000 people uh, in our program over the past couple years put that research into action, and we took the best of what worked with them and also some cutting-edge research, and we turned it into a program, and that's what you're going to find in this book. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, because, you know, when I was introducing you, the permanent part of your uh, helping people uh, lose weight and and do it, you know, I love your, your website. It's a uh, sanesolution.com so and i think emphasis on the sane part um i i think the way that you approach these things has just been revolutionary and very very helpful to folks that get caught in that trap of yo-yo dieting and also all of the health risks that go with uh something like that Thank you. Yeah, one of the things that stuck with me most while doing the research, both for the first book and this new book, The Set Point Diet, was just how damaging yo-yo dieting is. I mean, frankly, and the research is quite clear about this somewhat may seem controversial statement, it is way better for your health and your psychology to remain 100 pounds overweight than it is to lose 100 pounds, gain 105 back, lose 105 pounds, gain 110 back. And that's, I mean, maybe on a smaller scale, what we see so many people doing. So the answer here is a more sane solution to what we show in the book, lower your set point, lower what your body wants to weigh so that you can enjoy a permanent ideal weight 
uh, that may or may not uh, cause you to have a six pack, but not many people want to have six pack abs. And that, but that long term approach is so key. I love it. I love it. I love it. And um, so, okay, getting into the nitty gritty of this set point, what's the difference between set point, as you say, and metabolism? Metabolism is an aspect of set point. A lot of people have this understanding of, hey, this this naturally thin person has a fast metabolism, so they can eat whatever they want and they just burn it off. And maybe they think, you know, I just smell a cheesecake and I gain five pounds. I must have a slow metabolism or my metabolism slows down over time. And what that, I mean, that's that's somewhat similar to the set point. The set point, let's say, is the more official and broader thing in which metabolism fits. And it's essentially the interaction between your brain, your gut and your hormones to communicate, to have your body essentially decide what it wants to do to calories you're taking in, whether it wants to store them as fat, burn them off. And then kind of also things like cravings, mood, all of that, everything that goes into the the movement and eating decisions that you make are determined by your set point. So metabolism is a part of it, but it's just a part of a, a bigger puzzle. Yeah, because all of the work that you have in the set point diet and, and the execution of the sort of strategy that you uh, put out in the calorie myth, so this execution is backed by, I mean, a wealth of research. You've got like 1,300 studies. You've got it endorsed by top doctors at Harvard Medical School, Johns Hopkins, the Mayo Clinic. Um, so talk to me a little bit about this science, because I think that's a really important point. So a lot of people, there's this funny movie, which may or not, may or may not have seen, called Idiocracy. It's, sure. it's, a kind of a, it's a humorous movie where they make a joke in the movie where they're taught they feed plants. This movie takes place in the future and they feed all their plants are dying. Their crops are dying. And this person is like, what's happening? And it's because they're feeding them a sports drink and not feeding them water. And they're like, well, the sports drink has electrolytes in it. And, and electrolytes are good, but like no one knows what electrolytes are. And they just say electrolytes and they're not really sure what they're saying, but it's marketed to them. So they're like, we should take electrolytes. But what am I, why am I saying this? People throw around the term metabolism and it kind of doesn't really mean anything. It's just like fast metabolism, slow metabolism. What are we actually talking about? And that's why I want to bring the science of the set point to the surface because we can actually look very concretely, identify this very concretely, scientifically, measure it in a lab. There is a level of inflammation in your brain that influences what your body wants to weigh. It's called neurological inflammation. So the higher that is, the higher your set point. The lower that is, the lower your set point. There is a, a given ratio of certain types of bacteria in your gut, the ratio of formictates to bacteroidetes and a bunch of other complicated words. We can measure that ratio and see how your gut impacts your set point. And then also hormonal balance. We can look at A1C levels, cortisol levels, estrogen levels, testosterone levels. We can measure all of these things and establish a definitive 10 to 15 pound range that your body wants to weigh and will fight to weigh no matter how little you eat or how much you exercise. And that's why we need to work with the body to change that range rather than fight against it. Uh, this is, this is you are just speaking my language and singing my tune because I mean, and it's great that you put it in a book that consumers can break down, digest, no pun intended, and, and literally do this in a very sane way because pretty much that's, that's the, um, uh, that's the message behind everything you do is doing it in a sane way. Tell me what more what you mean by sane. Oh, just overall. 
SANE is an acronym for the four factors that determine the quality of a calorie, satiety, aggression, nutrition, and efficiency. But what's cool is that that was not that was a, a gift from the universe. I did not mean for that acronym to come to exist. It's just a fortunate byproduct of, of these four scientific terms. That said, if you look at everything that we teach at SaneSolution.com, it really does. It's pretty sane. It's not insane. It's not like eat just grapefruit for three minutes and then do this and then do 27 hours of exercise at four o'clock in the morning. It's much more of a like, let's take a step back. Let's think this through. Let's let's be a little bit sane. Let's back up and let's let's do this in a way that makes us feel better, not in a way that makes us feel worse, which seems obvious. But things like shame and deprivation are usually the emotions mm-hmm. that people feel when they pursue health. And that's odd, right? Now, health, by definition, is good. So why do we feel shame and deprivation when we try to do things that are quote unquote healthy? Maybe they're not healthy. That's insane. Yeah. I think that people get so frustrated by the set point. And, uh, and I've seen it myself as a postmenopausal 53 year old woman. Um, you know, there's days, there's weeks where I can exercise vigorously and I have enough time and I'm, you know, sticking to my schedule. And then I can, you know, have a week worth of travel and, but, I just for to push the needle, it is so much more, uh, I think, in, of my composition and at the set point than just calories in, calories out. And um, I think this is such incredible information. I, I really do. And speaking of calories, so you and I both know, right, a calorie is essentially a unit of energy. So why aren't then all calories the same? I have this conversation with my patients all the time. The best way to think about this is, is through an example. So do you have children? Only four leggeds. Or four leggeds. So so let's but let's use a four legged example. So so what is the name of one of your four legged children? Laney. Laney. Okay, Whoops, cool. So is Laney a dog me. or a cat? Laney, yep. <laughs> Laney is a big is Laney a dog. pound dog. Yes. Okay, perfect. So if we had Laney and we had uh, one bowl of of dog food that was fresh and, and pure and wonderful. It's an eight-ounce bowl of dog food, probably not big enough for Lainey, but we have one eight-ounce bowl of dog food. Then we have another eight-ounce bowl of dog food that's three years old, moldy, smells horrible, and we set them both out in front of Lainey, and we said, well, we have eight ounces of dog food in both of these bowls, so I guess eight ounces is eight ounces. Lainey, rock and roll, eat them both. We'd all say that's crazy because, sure, eight ounces is eight ounces in one sense of the word, but in the other sense of the word, this eight ounces is toxic and this eight ounces is healthful. The same thing applies to calories. They're a measurement. So just like an ounce is a measurement, but the thing you're measuring can be very different. The same thing applies with calories. Yes, a calorie is a calorie in terms of a unit of measurement, but the thing that you're measuring and what it does, its quality can vary wildly. That is for sure. You know, it's always funny um, when when I'm thinking uh, I have a training partner and sometimes one of our and somebody programs for us from a fitness perspective. Uh, and so uh, like yesterday, 
uh, I had to row for 10 minutes for max calories. And I'm thinking to myself, can I choose which calories I burn off? <laughs> you know, the, 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 was it the, the glass of wine that I drank the night before? Can I burn that off uh, versus other, you know, calories like a good, you know, plant-based um, bowl that I made for lunch? I mean, can I burn the wine off first? Can I just choose that? And that's one of the tough things is, again, what how your body chooses to burn calories or whether or not it does burn calories when what those little machines tell us, you and I both know, are not necessarily accurate. And we see in all sorts of studies, like deep, uh, like very, when you look at them, they're almost like science fiction. We can actually measure where weight loss, quote unquote, is coming from. And when you're burning calories by burning off your lean muscle tissue, that's not a good thing, and that's not uncommon in these excessive exercise, starve yourself harder models. Yeah, that's true. And then not only the exercise, starve yourself models, but let me tell you something. From my perspective, my patients are completely overwhelmed with guidance fatigue when it comes to all of the sort of popular diets, uh, the whole 30, high protein, low carb, Atkins, keto, paleo. Uh, what makes the set point diet different than these? The set point diet will allow you to optimize the result of any other diet or more general strategy for eating that you choose, with the exception of the standard American diet, because the standard American diet is completely insane. So there is no way to sanitize it. But if you choose to go keto, if you choose to be paleo, if you choose to be vegan or vegetarian or kosher or, or halal, what you will learn in the set point diet is how to objectively identify the most satiating, hormonally healthy, nutrient dense, and least likely to be stored as fat sources of food within those diets. So in some ways, the set point diet isn't its own diet. It's a, it's a tool set that will take your existing lifestyle or existing way of eating and make it radically better based on modern science. Yeah, so it's almost like all of these other things are externally locus, like the external locus of control when it comes to us. But the set point diet is our it, 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 it's our individual internal locus of control regarding any of the choices we make uh, as a you know when it comes to sticking to a particular quote unquote diet. Love it. Um, and then what about guidance and and or restrictions for from a portion control? You know. Uh, my wife always tells me, it's like, you know, if you want to lose weight, you should just eat less. Like, you know, your portions, your portions, your portions. What about that? When, especially thinking about your set point, anything that involves just eat less of the foods that caused your set point to become elevated is a little bit like telling someone who has the early signs of lung cancer to just smoke shorter cigarettes. <laughs> it, it is not doing anything to solve the problem at best, it slows the condition from worsening, but it's not solving the problem. The issue, the reason we have an obesity epidemic in this country is not because people's portions are too large. People's portions are too large because their brain, gut, and hormones are broken, require large portions to feel satiated and nourished. And if we simply change the quality of what we're eating, heal our brain, gut, and hormones, lower our set point, portion control, quote unquote, becomes effortless. And we achieve what we like to call nutritional serenity, where we can just eat when we're hungry, stop when we're full, celebrate on occasion, and enjoy our lives. 
you're talking through things from the inside out. I absolutely love it. Um, and so we've been talking a lot about food, the diet. Uh, what about your principles of sane exercising? Exercise, like eating, is all about quality over quantity. And unfortunately, that's not what we've been told. We've been told exercise more, exercise more, exercise more, which if you think about it, is about as helpful as someone telling you if you're sick, take more pills. Why? Which pills? Why? Like, what? you can't just say take more pills. That's not helpful. So just telling someone do more exercise. Well, what kind of exercise? Why? When? At what intensity? So we can simplify this greatly by saying, look, the point of exercise, just like the point of eating, in large part, is to lower your set point. And the most effective way to do that through exercise is to change your hormonal balance. Because exercise can be uniquely helpful at changing your hormones. Some exercise actually does bad things to your hormones. Some exercise does fantastic things to your hormones. So we want to do less but higher quality exercise. And think of these as really two categories. One is restorative activity. So these are very low impact. Some people wouldn't even consider it exercise. Playing with your kids, walking your dog, tai chi, yoga, pilates, being in nature, standing, walking, moving, being a human. The other category is very safe and slow, but very challenging resistance training. And this is an area where especially women have been underserved because, for example, my mother was taught when she was growing up that it was bad for women, that it actually led to infertility if they lift weights. And that's something only men should do. The research now is so clear that anyone at any age, one of the most effective things you can do to optimize your hormones and especially your sex hormones, which are really important, is safe, slow resistance training. Yeah, you know, I was uh, at a conference a couple weeks ago called Hawaii Doc Talks, and my um, colleague, Tina Moore, who you should be on her podcast, uh, Strong uh, and Pain-Free, but she had a... Uh, an entire educational session on muscle as medicine and could not agree with you more there. Um, Absolutely. 100%. It's the quality over quantity of exercise. Once again, thinking through it, being sane about it. So I mentioned in, uh, in in introducing you uh, and your company, you know, sort of being very successful in permanent weight loss and this word that I think people have heard before, but I'm going to say it again, diabesity. What's your personal story around this? Diabesity is a term which a lot of people think I made up, and I want to be very clear that I did not, and it's very sad that people have not heard of this term because it is killing more people than any other condition in our country, and it it killed my grandfather in a very twisted and disturbing and painful way, and frankly, just not getting the attention it deserves, and it's so important because what we're seeing is that if someone chronically struggles with overweight or if someone is affected with type 2 diabetes, we're seeing that the underlying metabolic and neurological and gastrointestinal causes for these two things are the same. We don't know why in some people they manifest as diabetes and we don't know why some people they manifest in weight problems. But what we do know is that if you suffer from these underlying conditions, there's about a 90% chance that if you're overweight, you're going to struggle with diabetes or prediabetes. Or if you're struggling with diabetes, there's about a 90% chance that you're going to struggle with your weight. So frankly, we shouldn't even call these two separate things. We shouldn't just say, oh, I'm overweight or I'm diabetic. Like I'm prediabetes. And once you're diabetes, once you have both overweight and obesity and diabetes, the likelihood of catastrophic 
failure to thrive in your life is so high that this is like, this is not about vanity. This is not about anything other than living your best life and being around and being fully you for those you love. And it's a big deal and we have to take action. Yeah. I love it. I mean, that uh, you, I always have said there's, you know, there's, I care little about diagnosis, especially when we're talking about pre anything. Um, I care more about the, the mechanism behind the di- diagnosis. You know, by the time somebody is rendered a diagnosis that has an insurance code behind it, our bodies have been through a lot. And so you're right. This is, you know, this is life and quality of life, especially as we age. Um, so important. So I love your passion. I love the way that you go about things from the inside out, really thinking things through. And, you know, it's funny that I, I was thinking when saying S-A-N-E came sort of came to you, um, such an incredible acronym, right? Um, it's kind of like, I think Lady Gaga got her name because there was a text that um, had been autocorrected. I think she was texting her boyfriend at the time and it came out Lady Gaga. <laughs> it's like things like that we just have to pay attention to. Um so a, a couple last questions here, because I want to uh, let the listeners understand where they can get a hold of this, the set point diet. Um, what, what's a set point, set point mindset? Set point mindset or, or a, a way of thinking that is going to help lower your set point is really fundamentally to understand that every choice you make is going to impact the amount of fat that your body wants to store. And that is not like woo woo. That is hard science. And we know that the way we think impacts our body, right? There's certain thoughts we can have that cause our heartbeat to increase and certain thoughts we can have that cause our heartbeat to decrease. But what we don't realize is, for example, let's say that we eat something that, that is, is quote-unquote not good. The science is very clear that if you hate yourself or feel shame or feel guilt, those emotions are literally more fattening then that thing you just ate because of mm. the impact they have on your hormones and your digestion. So this idea of loving oneself slim or in understanding your intrinsic, deeper beauty and the, the metabolic miracle that's within you and how your body is not broken by default, but rather it wants to be healthy and vibrant. And if you just allow it to do that, you will manifest the greatness that is within you, like this is the mindset that we're after, not the mindset of, oh, I have to count everything because it's just my my body is stupid. And if I don't keep it on this tight path, it's going to go crazy. Like we have to break away from feeling like we're flawed and broken intrinsically to understanding how beautiful and brilliant our bodies are inherently and letting that shine. Aw, Jonathan, I just, I love how inspirational you are. I love how commonsensical you are. I love that you have such a passion and mission with Sane Solution, your company. And I love that you put the work out there so that people can take it in and really benefit from it. So in saying that, how can people get a hold of this book? Because I think every single one of my listeners should have it. Well, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate that. And the best way to get the book and a bunch of other stuff and is to go to sane, S-A-N-E, solution.com. Again, that's sanesolution.com. And if you want to learn more about me personally, I do have a personal website, which is just Jonathan Baylor, B-A-I-L-O-R.com. All right. Thank you so much for the work that you do. I know that we will be in touch. Have a blast with your new baby and give your wife a big hug. And thanks again. Thank you, Dr. Holly. All right, mindful listeners, we're going to see you next time.